Welcome to another episode of Unstuck with Hypnopunk Transformation with Edge. Today's episode is entitled 10 Ways to Be Stronger. But before we get into that, I'd like to thank everyone that's been leaving their five-star reviews and whatever format you listen to this podcast, whether that be Spotify, whether that be Google Play, whether that be iTunes, on the YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you listen and you've been leaving those reviews, thank you so much. It's what inspires me to keep putting this content out there to know it's getting into the ears of the people that need to hear it. So thank you so much. And remember, when you do leave these five-star reviews for the podcast, just take a snapshot of them and then shoot me over an email with that snapshot at mail, M-A-I-L, at Luke, L-U-K-E, Gnosis, N-O-S-I-S dot com, mail at LukeGnosis.com, and you get a um, 30-minute discovery session with me over um, iMessage or Facebook Messenger or over Skype, um, where you get 30 minutes with me or with my expertise to help to give you some more source of, of change um, information to allow you to become unstuck in the center of the next area of your life. Um, the disclaimer here is it's not a therapy session. It is not a counseling session. You can't use it for something like stop smoking or losing weight. It's merely for an area that you want to be more positive and get to in your life and you just need a little bit of a blueprint to help you to become unstuck to ascend to that level not an opportunity to hemorrhage over me uh, with all of your problems um, you get that for free 30 minutes just send me over that message once you've done that anyways back on to the show today's show 10 ways to become stronger not necessarily talking about physical strength although that that certainly has its merits we're talking about more about emotional and mental strength here um, today but 10 ways on how to become stronger in your life first thing is focus on what you want I remember hearing quotes and for some mentors of mine, people like John Grindler, who co-created neurolinguistic programming. And when someone once asked John Grindler, if you were going to give one piece of advice, just one piece of advice, just one sentence, just one paragraph, to help someone make the massive, a massive, big, huge, humongous word, um, <laughs> um, ability to change, something to change in life, one little piece of advice, what would it be? And he said it was simple. I'd get them to focus on what they want. Because most of us are really fucking good at focusing on what we don't want. Well, I don't want to be a fat bastard. I don't want to keep attracting trashy people in my life. I don't want to be poor anymore. I don't want to keep smoking. I don't want to keep doing these drugs. I don't want to be so negative. I don't want to have all this anxiety. I don't want to be so sad. We know what we don't want. We can express it and we express it to everyone all the time. But very few of us actually know what we want. If you're a smoker who wants to quit... Simply saying, I don't want to smoke anymore, is a bit like me saying, don't think of a blue tree inside your mind right now. In order to process that sentence unconsciously, and it becomes conscious for most of us, we have to what? See the blue tree. So in order to not focus uh, on the thing that you don't want, you have to focus on it. It's a bad strategy. It's a bad equation, folks. So what about, well, instead of, instead of well, I, I want to stop smoking, I want to um, be smoke-free for the rest of my life and be happy and healthy about it. Instead of I don't want to be a fat bastard anymore, what about I want to be lean and sexy and athletic? 
What about I don't want to be poor anymore? What about I, I attract money in abundance to me each and every day in every way? Focus on what you want, not just with your words, but your physiology and how you move, how you think. Focus, think in technicolor. Focus on what you fucking want. If it's good enough for the co-inventor of uh, neurolinguistic programming, Mr. John Grinder, then it's good enough for us. Focus on what you want. Focus on what you want to the absence of everything else. Uh, there's another quote that I got this from David Shepard, who uh, originally got this from someone else. It may have been a uh, Huna teacher. I'm going to butcher this, but I'll, you'll get the um, you'll get the gist of it. And the gist is this. If you imagine there is a scale in front of you, like the scale that you'd see at courts, you know, and imagine on one side is a negative part of the scale and on the other side is the positive end of the scale and it's balancing in between. So imagine all through your life, you've probably give, said about all the things you don't want, felt negatively, felt shitty about yourself and, and the world. Uh, they've done the recent statistics say the average person is about 40 negative thoughts a day and about three to five thousand positive. So if you imagine those scales, 40,000 negative versus three to four thousand positive. They're way out of lack, way out of, way out of uh, calibration there. So most of our scales are up the yazoo, so to speak, because we've been focusing, we've been focused, we've been imagining, we've been thinking, and we've forgot that we've been thinking, and we've been forgetting that we've been imagining, and then that becomes our reality, it becomes a reality loop, and we think it's real. It's not real. It's just you've done it so long that you think it's just happening. You haven't realized that you've greased the groove for many, many years inside your head. So it's a lot easier for you to go down the negative path than it is the positive path. So again, back to the scale. Like most people, you know, statistics, 40,000 negative thoughts, three to 4,000 positive thoughts. That scale is way off balance. So what this, what David Shepard, when he was quoting someone else, would say was, However long you take thinking about something negative, like you're a loser, you're fat, you'll never change, the world sucks, you sucks, whatever it is, then you've got a, then you've got to think about the positive aspect of that. So if I think um, I'm a fat bastard and I'll never lose weight, let's say that I'm thinking about that for a minute, hypothetically. So now I've got to think about the opposite. As soon as I catch myself, I've got to think the opposite of that for a minute, which is I'm lean, I'm sexy, I'm the exact way I need to be, and even if I'm not, I'll get there easily and effortlessly in a safe way with as much energy if not more with every negative thought i've got to do the the, the opposite the counterattack of the positive now after a while that will get to a point where the weighing scales will no longer be drastically in favor of those negative thoughts they'll get balanced at some point which is good but it's not enough they're balanced now they're balanced but they're still competing with one another we need to counterbalance it on the right side with all the positive thoughts so we need to take twice as long to think to ruminate in the positive thoughts the positive hallucinations the positive affirmations in technicolor in order for it to get a sign in order for it to get etched into our very very dna if you will. So it becomes our new normal, our new reality. So focus on what you want, to the absence of everything else. Catch yourself having a negative thought, see how long you're having it for. Then do the opposite thought, but don't do the opposite thought for the same amount of time. Do the opposite thought for, for a little bit longer than a negative. So we can get those scales of balance in favour of you on the right side. So 10 ways to be happy. Number one, focus on what you want. Number two, focus on one thing at a time. Focus on one thing at a time. 
focus on one thing at a time we are living in a day we are living in an age where we're multitasking everything but we don't do every, anything that well we're on we're, insta, we're looking at our instagram we're on our facebook on our twitters texting people we're sending emails we're talking on the phone we're, we're we're sitting around dinner with our family members not really connecting with them or our friends because we're doing 10 million other things and we're not doing them very well Yet we think, well, we're so pressed for time. You're no more pressed for time than we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Still 24 hours in a day last time I checked. And whether you're the garbage man and nothing wrong with that, or whether you're the president of the world, you still only have 24 hours. No matter how powerful you become, you're not going to create any more than 24 hours. Now, how you spend those 24 hours, well, that's completely up to you and you're completely empowered to do it. But you see, when you focus on many different things, it's almost like having... 10 beakers of water that haven't been filled on the table 10 glasses and then you get that um you get that dispenser of water if you will and you start administering water into every cup now you only get paid you only get fulfillment when a cup is filled so if you're taking your time automatically trying to fill up 10 cups at once it's going to take forever for any of them to be filled doing too much at once whereas if you just focus on that one glass and you fill that up then you realize you get paid for that you get done for that you get fulfilled for that and that starts working in the background then you fill up the next cup then you get paid for that you get done for that you get fulfillment for that then you get onto the next cup and it works in the background it works like momentum so even though you've done these cups and there's more to go you've got that momentum that positive energy that's going on your side if it's a project you're getting paid for that or that's going to press whatever it is because it's out there in the real world not just stuck in your head do one thing at a time do it really really well then move on to the next thing you only get paid for what's done you only get paid for when that glass is filled so if you're trying to fill them all at the same time it's going to take forever to fill them up get one fill it up then the next one fill it up then the next one fill it up and so forth stop living in the future stop living in the past depression usually and sadness exists from stuff that happened in the past anxiety generally generally exists in the future so you know a, a counterattack so many people suffer from this from nowadays people that come to see me weekly too much sadness too much depression too much fear too much anxiety you know what the antidote is stay in the now as best as you can stay in the now and fill up the fucking glass that you're filling up and don't think about anything else right now in fact just focus on that one glass to the absence of everything else negatively loose away hallucinate the other ones Fill that one glass, then the next one, then the next one. So 10 ways to be stronger. Focus on one thing at a time. Number three, do something that scares you. Every day, do something that scares you. Now, I'm not saying you should do something stupid like jump off a balcony without a parachute. I'm not saying you should run into the road and play with oncoming traffic. I'm not saying you should go and antagonize the biggest, meanest, tattooed, beardest guy in the bar and start... Um, using very foul language on this guy and challenging him for a fight. I'm not suggesting you do something stupid. I suggest that you do something that scares you. That might be going to have a conversation with a complete stranger. It might be enrolling in your first exercise class. It might be going to an improv comedy course. It might be going to a karaoke night. It might be wearing some more scandalous clothes out there it might be i don't know it could be any number of things 
to do something every day that scares you, that keeps you alive, that keeps everything alive and moving. Do something. It doesn't have to be big. But when you start getting used to that condition in your mind and your body that really you start to realize after a while when you unravel this ball of fear and anxiety, oftentimes in the middle is, is, is excitement. They both pretty much have the same physiological effect on the body. We just frame anxiety and fear for, for bad things and excitement for good things. Now, whether I'm going to get in a physical confrontation and fight with somebody, or if I'm going to go on a roller coaster, it's the same physical feeling I feel inside the body. But a lot of people enjoy roller coasters, but they don't enjoy fighting. It's the same feeling, but they'll have that same feeling. One is excitement, one is fear. What's the difference? One is a label. One is that label of oh, fear, confrontation, don't like it. Roller coasters, I like it. Get both, go back to the two columns, like, dislike, like on the right dislike on the left same physiological feeling very very similar at least but one is excitement and one is fear so oftentimes realize that fear and anxiety oftentimes there is excitement there that when you can rinse out when you can mine that excitement there it can literally reframe that whole event so do something every day that scares you number four ten ways to make yourself stronger train train every day do something physical now, whether you're a seasoned pro and you lift weights every day, good on you. doesn't have to be that way, though. Whether it's just really going for a walk around the block and that, 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 that's all that you can do, that's okay. Whether it's doing a Zumba class, whether it's doing a mixed martial arts class, a Krav Maga class, whether it's stepping, whether it's going for a jog, whether it's going for a run, whether it's using a kettlebell, whether it's doing body weight calisthenics at home, whether it's enrolling in a yoga class, a pole dancing class, whatever it may be. Do something physical daily, daily train, train your body, train this vessel that you're in, train it, use it well, use it well, take advantage of it, like having an amazing car, take advantage of that car, ride it, be safe with it, but, but, but push it to its limits at times, do fun, crazy things, be safe. But do some things that scare you. Train. Do something to make your... It's about making your mind body, but your mind stronger. But now we have to throw something in there to make your body stronger. Whatever it is, do something every day. It could be Pilates to make your body stronger. It could be five minutes a day, ten minutes a day. It could be longer if you want, but every day dedicate to doing something to making your body stronger. What's that? That's one, two, three, four. We're on number five right now. Ten ways to make yourself stronger. Get off sugar. Now you're going to say, Luke, what do you mean by that? Like, don't I have to have carbohydrates to stay alive? No. Not really. You don't. No, no. You don't have to have carbohydrates to stay alive. <laughs> That's the bottom line. You've been lied to. So was I for many, many years. Um, carbohydrates don't necessarily give you energy. Um, I, I, I fast a lot. I know lots of people that fast and stuff. And lots of people do various forms of keto, which is just um, them ripping off Dr. Atkins diets, essentially. I'm um, not wanting to give that guy any credit. Um, yeah, you don't need sugar. And what I mean, I'm not saying carbohydrates are bad. But I'm talking sugar and I'm talking about a, 
a former junkie of sugar myself. I'm talking about the frappuccinos, the donuts, the overindulgence of bread, ice cream, all that stuff. Now, if you've got it completely under control, your body's exactly where it needs to be, your energy's exactly where it needs to be, uh, you look and feel exactly right, perfect every day, then probably don't have to follow this one. You're doing great. Then, then come on this podcast and give my people along with me some advice. But usually, most people I meet, they're addicted to sugar on some way, whether that be physiological, whether you believe it's physiologically addictive or mentally addictive. There is an addiction, an addiction that's going on right there. It's not good for us. It's not good for me. And, uh, this is coming from someone who addicted to this shit for about 35 years. Okay, so why you've been there. Come off the sugar. You don't need it. It will give you highs. It will give you lows. It's like going back to a bad relationship. You know it's bad, but you keep going back because it tastes so good for a while until you realize it's rotten at its core. And that smell goes up your nose and you realize just to stay away from that horrible stench that's out there. Much like sugar, you don't need it. Come off of it. Be more. Get rid of that addiction, whether it be mental or physical. You don't need it. So what's that? That's five. Ten ways to be stronger. That was number five. Next one. Stop doing drugs. Yeah, you heard me. Stop doing drugs. What are drugs, Luke? Alcohol. Crack. Crystal meth. Cocaine. Heroin. To name but a few. Uh, they could be oxytocin, oxy, oxycotton, oxytocin is the drug, isn't it? Oxy, oxytocin is the biochemical, oxycotton is the drug. Come off the oxycotton, the painkillers, all of that stuff if you don't need them. If you become addicted to them and you're taking them just to um, fall to sleep, sleeping pills, all that stuff. No, I'm not saying if you've been um, asked to take medication from a professional, you should come off that. That is not what I'm saying at all. Uh, what I'm saying is on when people abuse these things and they don't need it and they're not getting any help and under the supervision of a doctor, um, they, they come off of these things. But, but, but drugs in general, they don't help you. They're an escape. They're, 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 they're there to prevent you from facing something you want to face. They're there because you don't have quality connections in your life and you're trying to fill up that hole with a fantasy world full of drugs. You're there, they're there because you haven't found other ways to channel um, your neurology to feel better for no, be no, no other fucking reason other than you're alive and that you're a decent human being. When you get good at doing that, and you can get good at doing that because it's just a skill that you can learn to do, you don't need drugs. You don't need them. Come off them. They just hold you back. Just come off of that shit. Be stronger than a drug. And you are stronger than a drug. You don't need it anymore. Come off of drugs. What are we on now? Number seven. Honestly evaluate where you are. Honestly evaluate where you are. Where are you? So if you imagine you, you, you're using your Google Maps, okay, or your GPS system, and you want to travel somewhere, there's simply two pieces of information that that device needs to know in order to chart your course. It needs to know where you want to go, right? And it needs to know where you want to go. So you put in your location, let's say that's uh, Young Street, Toronto, right? That's where you want to go. But it needs to know where you are right now. Because if it doesn't know where you are right now, it can't give you the correct coordinates. Because whether you're just down the corner on Queen Street in Toronto, or whether you're on Oxford Street in London, England, it's going to give you two completely different paths on how to get to Young Street in Toronto. So yeah, it's really important to know where you want to go, but you need to know where you are. You need to honestly evaluate where you are right now. So let's say you want to um, release some weight. And let's say you want to get to 200 pounds. And let's say, but you don't know how much you weigh right now. That's a problem. 
because you might number one you might already be 200 pounds or number two you need to have the appropriate plan in place to be realistically safely evaluate how long it's going to take it's going to take a it's going to be two different journeys whether you're 205 pounds you've got five pounds to drop or if you're 300 pounds you've got 100 pounds to drop these are going to be completely different um timetables that you need to be set up so if you don't know where you are and you haven't evaluated you're going to get frustrated somewhere along that journey at some point because you didn't factor in where you are and it's going to take longer because you've got more to travel from you've got to travel from london to toronto rather than queen street toronto to young street toronto so it's very important to know where you are very very important to know where you are so evaluate where you are and then you can focus on where you need to go that makes you strong because clarity equals power when you have clarity in your life, it gives you great power to start self-authoring in your life and go where you need to go. So what are we on now? We're on number eight. Go for what you want. Go for what you want in life. Don't go for what other people tell you you should have and you should be satisfied with, you should be okay with it. You know, uh, for, 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 I, I grew up in um, an environment in the, uh, the, the the 90s essentially where we told you know get married have a couple of kids um you know have a, have a nice manual kind of job be a plumber be an electrician electrician be a builder um you know get a house maybe you know pay that mortgage off you know 30 years later or so if you're lucky you know i think of that word luck um and um you know go and see the folks the parents you know on the sunday of sunday dinner with them get drunk get tanked up on a friday with your friends um, and have quite a, a miserable but codependent relationship with uh your wife or partner uh and be a pretty um mediocre parent uh, that was the kind of environment that um that i was brought up in and but that, that's what most people would go for because most people before them their parents my parents pretty much in many ways did um that's not never what I wanted. It's never what I wanted. So don't let other people, including me, tell you what you want. You go for what you want. What drives you? What makes you passionate? What wakes you up? What do you want? Not what don't you want. What do you want? What kind of money do you want to make in your life? What kind of job do you want to have in your life? How do you want to contribute to the world in your life? What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of beliefs values virtues do you want out there in the world what kind of relationships do you want what kind of health do you want what kind of heart rate do you want what kind of weight do you want body fat percentage what do you want your yearly earnings to be what do you want to be remembered for what do you want your legacy to be what do you want and then fucking go for it. And if you don't know what the first step is, I just gave you the first step. Is sit down, determine on what you want. And the next step is imagine you already know what you need to do in order to be that person. Then imagine you're that person who's doing what they need to do to get what they need to get, to be who they need to be, to have their needs met. Just imagine it. Imagine you're acting from that place because it's all in your imagination anyways. You're not perceiving the world as it is. You're perceiving the world through a set of filters that come into your brain. You're, we're all generalizing, deleting, distorting at all times. The map is not the territory. So imagine things the way you want. Imagine you're that person. Consistently imagine it until it becomes your new default, your new normal, your new automatic programming, hypnosis, and get it done. Go for what you want.
Number nine. 10 ways to be stronger. And you can also um, change stronger for to, to be more successful in your life. Success and strength, I think, come hand in hand. But number nine is be polarizing. Be polarizing. Don't be beige, as uh, my good friend Steve Miller would say. Be black, be white, be polarizing. Make people make a decision about you. Be that person that when you walk in the room, regardless of how you physically look, your size, your stature, your gender, your sexuality, your ethnicity, or how you're dressed, although you can manipulate all of those things, and please understand, when I say manipulation, I mean it in its rawest form, which is simply to move things. It's your connotation, thinking it means something negative. What it means in its purest form is simply to move something. Be polarizing. So when you walk into that room, people know you're somebody. They don't know who you are or what you do. They just know you're somebody. You know, uh, regular listeners to the podcast will know I make no mistakes about it. I'm a big wrestling fan. As I sit here right now, to my left, I look at my uh, Rey Mysterio um, junior mask uh, on a mannequin head. I am looking at my Bullet Club New Japan Pro Wrestling bag and I'm sitting next to the WWE heavyweight title from my youth, the Winged Eagle title worn by such legends as Hulk Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, Brett the Hitman Hart, Shawn Michaels. Be polarizing. As a wrestler, who is not particularly one of my favourite wrestlers, although I respect the hell out of the guy. It's a guy called John Cena. John Cena, quite frankly, um, when all said and done, may be the most successful wrestler of all time. Whereas other wrestlers like Hulk Hogan may have carried the company for three, four, five years, had a sabbatical, then came back. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the biggest star of all time, carried a company for about three years, then ended up retiring. The Rock, who coincidentally never carried a WWE, but was such a huge, humongous star that went on to become a huge, humongous star in Hollywood, never really had to carry the company. John Cena had to carry the WWE for essentially the last 16 or so years. He's been the number one guy. And John Cena is what we call a baby face. He's supposed to be a good-looking guy, good shape. Every guy is supposed to want to be him. Every girl is supposed to want to be with him. But the thing with John Cena is he's polarizing. Where half the audience boo the hell out of the guy. And half the audience cheer the hell out of the guy. And it's a, it's a crazy dichotomy. And in the early days, um, management at WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, were very worried because they were booing a guy that was the heir apparent to the throne who's supposed to be a good guy. But they booed him, half the audience, usually adult males, usually my demographic, why kids and, and women would cheer him. But his merchandise would still sell through the roof. And the thing was, he would get a reaction from people. And it's when you get a reaction from people, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. In something like professional wrestling, they're reacting to you. You're polarizing. You're making them choose a side, black or white. It's when you're beige. It's when they don't make a sound. It's when they sit on their hands that you have a problem. So be polarizing, my friends. Some people will love you. Some people will hate you. There's lots of people out there that hate me, that have got these narratives that have been out there in the press and by other people trying to dog my name. They've never met me, never had an interaction. They've probably never even listened to one of these podcasts or watched one of my videos, yet they hate me. They hate me. 
But equally, there's people out there that have interacted with me, have listened to this podcast, have worked with me. And they love me and they know that the work I'm doing is for good. And you know what? I'm okay either way. Because they're talking about me. I'm out there. I'm polarizing. I'm making people make a choice. You can love me or you can hate me, but you will think about me. And that's what you want to be. Make people choose a side. Don't be a pussy. Don't sit on the um, sidelines hoping, wishing for something to happen. Go out there. Be who you are. Don't edit it for other people in case you upset these people with a, with a cuss word here or a cuss word there or the way that you dress or how many tattoos that you have. Be polarizing. Don't be beige. Don't try and fit into the background. Don't hide. Don't make yourself smaller so other people can feel bigger. Be polarizing. Be that person that when you walk in the room, before you even open your mouth, they know that's somebody. Be that person. And number 10, the number 10 way to be stronger in your life or to be successful is simply many people complain but don't do anything about it in life. They complain about everything. Oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I can't quit smoking. Oh, I can't find my ideal mate. Oh, I can't get that raise. Can't write that book. Can't do this, that, the other. This, that, and the devil knows what. They complain about everything, but they don't do anything about it. Do something. Anything. Anything's better than nothing. Go out there and fail. But do something. Don't sit around and complain. You don't have the right to complain to anyone. Unless you went out there and you did it. You did something about it. Now, if you did something about it and it didn't go the way you want, then you can go find a vested interest, uh, 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 someone, a mentor to help guide you, to give you some information so you can do it a little bit better, a little bit more eloquently next time. But you don't have the right to uh, complain to someone if you haven't done anything to change your situation. So stop complaining about how tough your life is, how bad your life is. Because let me tell you, everyone's life is tough. Everyone has it tough but some people the most successful people i know don't just bitch and complain about it they take that same energy and they try and do something about it and yeah they might bitch and complain then but then they'll do something about it you don't earn the right to complain unless you do something about it consistently and then go and get a mentor go and get some help go get some guidance to take it to the next level in your life so don't complain about it do something so this has been podcast 51, which is 10 ways to be stronger, stronger or 10 ways to be more successful. I've been Luke Michael Howard, a.k.a. the Hypnopunk on the street. If you would like a, a nice little PDF that I'm putting a fact sheet together on the 10 ways to be stronger in your life, then shoot me over an email at mail, M-A-I-L, at lukenosis.com. And I shall send you that uh, this PDF I'm putting together on 10 ways to be stronger in a written form. But as always, always believe.